Is everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It is time for your daily assist. Austin, let's get right to it. Hit it. It's time for your NBA fix. This is the Big Show Daily Assist. Featuring all the latest news and insight on the association. Now joining the Big Show. Senior NBA writer for The Athletic, Sam Amick. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Daily Assist brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air. Check them out online, leesheatac.com or call 801-747-LEES. Out to the T-Mobile special guest line we go. T-Mobile and Sprint are coming together to build the best wireless company around. Visit T-Mobile.com for online services and local store availability. From The Athletic, he's our good friend Sam Amick. Sam, how are you? Doing fine, guys. Just waiting for these, you know, middle of the night tip-offs. Waiting for game time here in the bubble. Yeah, as uh, there are fewer and fewer games, Sam, there probably is a little bit uh, uh, more waiting around. But let's talk about uh, tonight's game. Can the Nuggets uh, really make a series out of this thing? I think so. Um, They certainly found something in game two in the second half. Uh, And I think that, honestly, some of the – competitive spirit intensity stuff that favored the Lakers so greatly early. I think Denver has figured out the Lakers personality and specifically when you have like a Dwight Howard trying to essentially bully a Nikola Jokic and, and there are other bigs just being extremely physical with Jokic that, you know, they, now you, you know, the playbook, now you know what's coming and they've had a pretty good six quarters uh, you know, once they started figuring out that Rubik's Cube. So, uh, yeah, I, I think the Lakers tonight, it's a question of not only execution, but they're, they're an extremely emotional team. And if they can, you know, not sit on their heels like they did for a lot of game three, LeBron in particular had a pretty slow first half. And, you know, I think it'll be a tight game, but I, I think we got a series here for sure. So speaking of emotion, Sam, it seemed to me after the way the Nuggets lost that game two, I thought that they might have a lull, and I saw none of that in in game three. I was impressed by the Nuggets. And I think anybody, after what we've seen out of this team, anybody who doubts them doubts at their own danger, including the Lakers, man. These these guys are tough and they're good. Yeah, no, I'm with you for sure, Gordon. Um, After they won game three, that was kind of my line of questioning with a lot of the Nuggets people, starting with Michael Malone, is that idea that, you know, you just got such a gut punch with the way Anthony Davis won that game. So you have one day to recover mentally, physically, and then you come out and you have a a strong game three. And, you know, from a writing standpoint, I was digging, trying to find, like, find out, was there a story about a, a great team dinner they had where they all came together or something like that. And it was like, no, actually it was, it was all the basic stuff. It was that they were already kind of wired this way and they just, they had their film session. They had their light practice. You know, they did what they do on any other off day 
and they went out there and got the job done. But I'm with you for sure. It felt like the kind of game in game two that might put them out of it mentally, and it didn't. So speaking of the Nuggets, we've obviously seen three one series deficits uh, erased a couple of times. Um, what is the likelihood Boston can pull off something like that? <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, of course they can do it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't like what I saw out of them last night. I was a little surprised, and I, you know, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit guilty sometimes of psychoanalyzing these guys too much. So sometimes it's just the shots follow they don't. But, I mean, Jason Tatum going 0 for 7 early was strange. You know, it's never a good sign when the sideline reporter, and in this case, uh, Rachel Nichols was asking Brad Stevens, you know, is Jason hurt during the game? Because there's no other reason there, explanation for why he was playing so poorly. So, I just, Miami, uh, both those teams have got great competitive fabric, but the Heat, you know, especially the Tyra Heroes, that come off the bench to give you anything close to 37, it's just, that's a lot to get to. Now, Sam, you knew he was going to be that good, right? You you knew that? Oh, yeah. Go go back and read it, guys. I wrote a bunch of articles predicting it. <laughs> you know, I was all over it. The guy who looks like he weighs 150 pounds up and wet, you know, <laughs> and he's going to go out there and and, and punk the, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, I saw that coming for sure. You know, I actually love it, not because I'm rooting for one team or another, but just adding unpredictability to the evaluation of players instead of just thinking, okay, whatever team has LeBron is going to win. Whatever team has this player or that player, it's just to watch someone like that emerge. We saw it with Donovan Mitchell against the Nuggets and Jamal Murray. I mean, this is fun. It is, and it'll be interesting, you know, next season, whenever it is, whatever form it comes in. You know, I don't know if we'll ever get an answer to this question, but it does feel like the bubble has changed the environment and also changed the rhythm and the routine enough so that, you know, it almost, I think it almost makes it a truer game and takes away home court advantage. And, and so you see that from a basketball standpoint that these games are treated like a pickup games on a neutral court with, uh, you know, virtually no fans. You have some family and whatnot, but, you know, Jared Dudley's son starting a Lakers chant of six people doesn't exactly count, which actually happened the other day. It was pretty cute. Um, but, like, you take the, the you know, 20,000 fans on top of you edge that is a very real thing that, that changes the way that the visiting team plays and the way they compete, and you just this is basketball. So I'll be curious how we look at these playoffs and, whoever the ultimate champion is, um, you know, and if they can, whoever it is, if they can keep it up next year, or if this is, there's just something unique about this environment that is allowing, you know, certain players to excel more than they might have otherwise. The question is, Sam, does it, does it change the way writers write and broadcasters broadcast? Um, yeah. I mean, for sure. For me, what it, I mean, I'm leaning hard into, I didn't do as much of this last night, but like, you know, if you guys look at what I'm writing now, it is, my goal is essentially to collect as much insight and color that is off the camera as possible, because there's just no point in my company spending the money they paid, you know, for me to be here. If I'm just going to act as if I covered it from home and jumped on a zoom call to talk to the players and coaches, so it's a lot of trying to get interviews outside of the group. Also, 
moments. You know, people the other day seemed to respond, uh, you know, quite a bit to Dwight Howard after the game screaming at the Nuggets. This is after game two saying, go home, go home. And some of the Nuggets uh, strength coaches and assistant coaches came back out and they were not happy with Dwight. You know, like you might've picked up that on camera a little bit, but you didn't really know what was happening. So you try to write that stuff, you know, back in the last round, Fred Van Vliet of the Raptors hits uh, that, you know, incredible shot in the left corner. Or no, I'm sorry. It was Ananobi hit the shot, but Van Vliet hits the game winner in game three against Boston comes off the uh, the floor and he's screaming, they effed up now, they effed up now, because it was like the Raptors are back in the series. So that's all the stuff where there's just not that much media inside the bubble. And so you need to take advantage of, of the access you have. From a, a sheer just you're there witnessing standpoint, is that stuff weird? With with no crowd, I, w- I would think that would be a little strange because usually when you see those those heated moments, it's kind of got the energy of the building fueling all of it, and the building's usually loud, so you can't really hear it. Is it strange being in more or less a somewhat empty gym and seeing those sorts of things and that that passion? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, and I give the teams a lot of credit because they've they found a way to lock in, and the intensity during the games is really high. But once you get off the floor, there's no intensity from anybody, you know, and that's the difference is that the energy in in normal times would flow from the teams to the fans and you'd have the crazy person screaming his, you know, screaming his head off or the woman or whatever. Um, Now, again, you have some family, but they generally, there's some clapping and things like that, but they don't want anybody going crazy. We saw what happened when William Rondo got into a trash talking session, you know, raised on brother with Russell Westbrook. Uh, I don't know for sure, but I, I know for a fact that William, I haven't seen him in a game since then. I think he's still in the bubble, but you know, I think there was some disciplinary uh, action on that. So it's definitely different. And again, from press row, which I'm going to be so bummed out after the bubble's over because we're never getting press row like this again. I mean, we're, we're like 10 feet from the floor. Um, you, you find yourself having to, to make sure it sounds bad, but make sure that you're just paying attention because the the energy not being there kind of almost subconsciously compels you to, you know, web surf and look at things on your computer. Um, and you also don't have, like, all the uh, the production cues and the production tools within a normal arena that tell you everything that's going on. You know, there's a rawness to it that requires that you really look up and lock in and figure out what's happening on the floor. Geez, now, now, Sam, I'm sitting here thinking, wow, is Jamal Murray really as good as I think he is? Is uh, Joker <laughs> as good as I think he is? Is uh, Tyler Hero for real? Is he? I don't, I'm not quite sure what to make of it. I guess well, you don't either, and you're yeah, there. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the, the no travel thing is huge. I mean, listen, Jamal, people, people didn't believe him the other day when we did an interview, and he's talking about how part of his ritual in the bubble is to take a five-hour nap. Uh, and I even joked with him, like, Jamal, that's not a nap. That's just a bad night's sleep, you know. <laughs> um, so I guess normally he takes a two-hour nap. Now he takes a five because you have time to kill. And, and his attitude in the bubble is, I'm only here for one reason. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to really lean into that. And so the no travel thing, the, the personal life stuff, you know what I mean? Like, if you are somebody like one of the Lakers guys, if even LeBron, I mean, LeBron's always got people tugging at him. I'm not talking about his family. I'm talking about his production company and different sponsor uh, partners that he has, things like that. 
those people aren't allowed in here. You know, his agent, Rich Paul, is not even in here. I think he might be later in the in the finals if they get to it. But, you know, there's a focus that comes with being here that that uh, that I think is honestly going to come out even more towards the end because there's fewer and fewer distractions in terms of just the games and, and practices. Um, so, you know, I, I'm not mad at it. I just don't know what to make of it. Sam Amick with us, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <clears throat> Outside of the bubble, uh, Sam, we're hearing rumors about uh, Mike D'Antoni maybe being a candidate for the 76ers. What are your thoughts on that and a, uh, a possible landing spot for him? Yeah, I can see it. Um, you know, when Mike first became available, you know, it was told to me from the Sixers' side that, yes, he would be a candidate. But, it, you know, I'm not sure what to think because it was downplayed a little bit that he would be like a, you know, a front runner. That that was not the case. Now that was back when Billy Donovan was available. And I think the sense I got at that time was that Billy was unofficially above Mike on the Sixers list of candidates. So with Billy going to Chicago, maybe that changes things. Um, you know, I don't have a great pulse on where that's at the last couple of days, but it would it would make sense. You have for one, a guy in D'Antoni who. If he, you know, if he does one thing right, it's playing and coaching the game in the kind of way that makes players pretty happy. Um, there's a freedom to it. There's a, you know, high scoring, wide open spacing. You know, obviously a lot of small ball, and you know how that meshes with Embiid. You know, would, would have to be discussed. But he makes, you know, Austin Rivers told me one time, like, you don't understand. Like Mike D'Antoni makes you money. You know, you come to his team, you have a career year, you get your next contract. So they could use some locker room harmony in Philly, and, and I think Mike could provide that just in terms of the way they function, but we'll see what they do. You know, Sam, it's always interesting to to sort of examine the way the favored team is criticized when, when that team isn't winning or loses a game. You mentioned the thing with Jason Tatum, how he got off to that slow start, and then obviously – AD took a lot of heat, it seemed like, after that loss, as though people were saying he didn't show up with energy. What do you think about it? Do you agree with that? In which game are you talking, Gordon? A- Anthony Davis, when the Lakers lost? Yeah. No, I mean, you know, yeah, two rebounds for one and, and zero for most of the game. Yeah, that's inexcusable, you know. Uh, and they they got off the tracks in the second half a bit from a chemistry standpoint, too, you know, Dwight Howard had been really effective off the court when he was yelling at Jokic, and then even when he got on the court, he was, you know, he was getting his hands on balls and prompting steals and breaks and blocking shots and being an intimidator and slowing Jokic down. But then he had, you know, an unnecessary tech that drew the ire of some of his teammates, and then he fumbled the ball out of bounds, and that ticked LeBron James off quite a bit. They were going at each other on the bench a little you know, so they they came apart a bit, and and within all that, yeah, like AD, you know, I mean he's he's got to. I don't know if it's just because you got one day between games, but there's no there's no kind of resting on what you did the game before, and he knows that. But but yeah, his intensity was not on the same level. Certainly, when I it comes wonder, to hitting the glass. I wondered about that rebounding issue in that game, Sam, because how in the world that the Nuggets are? I mean, the uh, Lakers are a big team, and the Nuggets go out and out rebound them forty-four to twenty-five. That was just crazy. Yeah, no, absolutely, and it's you know, it's a credit to this Nuggets squad that 
the, the keeps, you know, they're leaning really hard into the everybody doubts us thing. And I mean, it's, it's so real. It, it cracks me up because I like the group a lot, but again, because the media contingent is so small, like it's in the 18 to 20 range um, of report, like TV and print reporters. And so <laughs> the nuggets are noticing, like, you know, the night they lost game two, I went to the Jokic press conference and I was the only on-site reporter at the press conference. There was nobody else there. Uh, you know, so you have Nicola speaking to people virtually, but in person you had all these chairs and I'm the only one there. <laughs> you know, the Nuggets, the Nuggets love that because they, they, they want to go back in a locker room and say, see, they, they don't believe in us. You know, they don't think we're, we're good. So, and they're kind of getting motivation out of that. So it is, uh, you know, that's, that's where I, I look at a game like tonight and I say, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, they're a really good team. Jamal Murray is, is elevated himself to a new place as a star. And, uh, you know, I'm buying what they're selling. It's just, you know, going to see if they can get it done again. Jake, I think uh, Sam is going to become the Nuggets' lucky charm from here on out. <laughs> I do have a soft spot for Michael Malone. I covered him in Sacramento. Uh, I actually knew him a bit when he was an assistant coach with the Warriors under Mark Jackson back in the day. And as you guys know, that was right after he uh, he was with LeBron in Cleveland under Mike Brown. So, you know, he's put together a heck of a career, you know, passionate, intense, regular dude, my kind of guy. So I do like Michael. Last thing for me, Sam, you mentioned uh, that you'd have, uh, you know, you've been writing a ton and doing a ton of stuff in there, but you do have to kill some time, I'm sure, from time to time. What's your go-to time killer right now in the bubble? Um, I need to write about it at some point because it's it's pretty colorful. Uh, it's it's the game of pickleball that you guys yeah. might have heard is right. part of the bubble experience. Uh, the it's weird because we basically live with the referees, so that's been a lot of fun is getting to know these officials who typically are off limits to us. As you know, we're not at, at the arena; we're not really allowed to talk to the refs. And now, I'm, I mean, I literally had one game where Scott Foster who who's the pickleball champion, was my partner. And, uh, you know, and, and if I write it, this will be the preview that still makes me laugh. Is like I get on the court with Scott. He was really nice, like, showing us how to play and here's the rules and do this, don't do that, yada, yada, yada. But then I was on Scott's team, and he's very intense. And I step on the court, and he looks at me, and he says, Sam, don't F it up. <laughs> <laughs> I've got uh, I've got the lead, the lead for your story. It would be uh... – you know, I always thought Scott was blind, but uh, the pickleball proved that he isn't. <laughs> well, the other funny thing, this happened today. This is good bubble color here, guys. Ken Fitzgerald got upset, and then I heard this third hand. He apparently got so upset at, at something that happened on the pickleball court that he threw his racket into the bush, and <laughs> they couldn't and they couldn't find the racket. And it's like someone's like, "That's that's fantastic. These guys tee up these players, you know." for an air punch yet you know when, when they're playing and they're the ones that, that are being the competitors you know they're throwing rackets into the bushes so <laughs> it's, it's the other side of the coin for sure hey i'm a i'm a proponent uh, I, i've played pickleball maybe four or five times it is a lot of fun are you are you any good it's funny i'm feeling okay today gordon so i played huh? about four or five days started off pretty good then I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do with my serve, and I actually do. I'm, I'm okay at ping pong. Once mm -hmm. I started figuring out to, to kind of treat the serve very similarly to ping pong, 
I had a good run today where, where I was definitely upsetting Jared Greenberg, who does a great job with TNT uh, and NBA TV. Jared was not happy because I think I had five or six aces in a row against his team. And so, you know, today was a good day. Got a few W's. I think I took one loss, but it's fun. And it's, you know, it is tiring and it's hot out here. So, you know, you end up, it's good from a mental health standpoint because honestly, you know, if all we do is just go to the games and crank and stay up till three in the morning writing, um, you know, that would be, uh, we need something to mix it up. Jake, I think I think Sam should probably call his wife right now and tell her he's going to install a pickleball court in the backyard. Oh yeah, no, that that actually I I need to see if the neighbors are are game because I, I want to do it in the front yard. We live on a court, and it would actually be perfect to get the kids on it and and, and have something that we could have a good time with everybody. But it's it's a great game. It's a lot of fun. Well, Sam, thank you as always for jumping on with us. We appreciate it, and uh, hey, may your overheads be mighty. <laughs> thank you guys talking next week thanks sam that's our friend sam amick from the athletic with us here on 97.5 and 1280 the zone have you played pickleball oh yeah, yeah many times lots of the yeah you times. can't you can't uh, you gotta you gotta serve it underhand uh and uh you know i i you're a good tennis player i'm not a not a particularly good tennis player even though my kids are really good at it uh, but I'm better at pickleball because I'm good at ping pong. Well, it's interesting. That's an interesting analogy. Plus, you don't have to quite move as much. And, you know, I'm built for comfort now, not for speed. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, we'll have to get out there sometime, Gordo. You, I, I, bet, I, bet, I bet you're really good. I would guess that you're probably really good at pickleball. Am I I'm right? I'm all right. I'm, I'm all yeah. right. I hold my own. I can, uh, I can get it over the net. Yeah, I think you could uh, with that hand-eye coordination. All right, uh, we're live here today from RGS Exteriors and Construction. Check them out online, rgsutahsiding.com. Our good friend Tim joining us once again. Tim, how's your pickleball game? Not good. I, that, not good, man. Not good? Not there? <laughs> yeah, give me a football and I'm great, but pickleball, no. No bueno. All right. Well, uh, you know, you may have to pick it up one of these days. Yeah, it's, it's, it seems to be all the craze. Well, it's an old man sport too, right? Us old guys can still right. play it. That's, That's right, yeah. baby. I mean, we can still yeah. play that. Yeah. I'm, with, I'm with Gordon on the not running thing. Give me a sport like golf or bowling where yeah. I don't have to run. <laughs> Look, you know, when I was in my 20s, like, hey, I'd play basketball three, four days a week. Now, geez, no way. Not so much. I'm, not, I'm still in my early 40s, but I'd still, it's, it's hard. All right, let's talk about what you can do for our let's listeners. Uh, you know, you've, you guys are very, very busy, which is a great thing, but people need to be prepared for the upcoming winter. And we were talking a lot about gutters today because, uh, you know, Getting up on the ladder, dealing with ice in the gutter in the wintertime is not uh, fun. It's, it's not. I think one thing that we haven't had today that, uh, that's probably important to talk about, and we, we mentioned the storms a couple uh, segments ago, but one thing you'll find anytime you have storms, or uh, especially these gutter cover companies, um, they're these national companies that come in, they hit and market hard, they sell a bunch of stuff, they make a bunch of money, and they leave the market and go to another market. Um, on the storm aspects of it, we call them storm chasers, right? There's these guys that just literally will come in when a hell storm comes or a wear storm comes, they'll come and you're, they're gone. And that's why. And the same thing happens a lot with gutter cover companies. In fact, if you look at all the top gutter cover companies that advertise a lot in Utah, you see them on TV, on radio, etc. They're national companies. They're not here. Um, they're not local. They're not from Utah. And so it's really important to hire somebody local and someone that's going to be here so that if you have an issue, 
or when you have an issue, that they're going to be able to be there to take care of it and warranty it. Well, and to your point, uh, I had you out to my house, take a look at my gutters, and and we were talking about something else. But you mentioned, like, you and your family, you've been doing this a long time. You know what the climate is capable of. You see all the normal problems that everybody has. You know exactly what uh, is kind of required as opposed to, I'm glad you mentioned somebody from out of town. You know, if you're from Arizona, what do you know about yeah, you don't know yeah, ice, right? right? I mean, yeah. not, you, you, they don't have ice, <laughs> right? In, yeah. in gutters. And so it's it's really important. Um, if you go to any of these, like Facebook ads or any of these uh, these gutter cover companies, do you ask them, how do you deal with ice? And they don't have an answer for it. Every one of them's like, well, uh, our gutters handle this. Well, great. Our gutter covers handle 1,200 pounds a square foot of ice. Well, what does that do for a homeowner? Nothing, because if there's icicles forming on them, it has no good. So it's important to talk about that and discuss it. And it's really what I'm getting at and kind of the purpose of this conversation is is buy local. Um, Look, if we're a fit and we're the company, awesome, come buy from us. But if not, hire somebody here local. Don't buy one of these national companies um, that that say they're from Utah that they really aren't. Um, It's important rgsutahsiding.com is the website find out what they can do for you rgsutahsiding.com our good friend tim from rgs exteriors and construction thank you tim thanks guys we'll have more coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 1280 the zone thank you very much for making us a part of your day want to remind you coming up on friday uh that's tomorrow i suppose it's football friday we'll be out at the warehouse come see us from 2 to 6 18 25 south 300 west price is so low it'll blow your mind the new salt lake location and uh, it was fun having football friday there last week alema and mac will be back there uh this week and i'll tell you what gordon doing those Football Fridays with those two so far. I know we're only two weeks in, but it's been a lot of fun. Oh, there's no doubt about that. You know from past experience and listening to those guys and the way we know them that it, that, that's just uh, that's the way that thing's constructed. So you don't want to miss it because you will hear commentary unlike any commentary I think you've you've ever heard before well yeah there's there's no doubt about that who knows what we're going to get ourselves into on that show so that's football friday coming up tomorrow uh we are live here at rgs exteriors and construction uh hanging out with our good friend tim and the gang check out what they can do for you online rgsutahsiding.com uh gordon you know talking a little basketball day and talking to uh to sam um you seem pretty uh, optimistic about the Nuggets, no? Are you are you where you want to predict a, a a Nugget victory here? Not unless they get behind three to one. Uh, well, uh, why would you say that? They've already done it twice. No, that's what I said. But not I. <laughs> oh, you're saying I... I. You're saying opposite of what I thought. I'm sorry. You're yeah. saying. Uh... If they get it was down, a joke. if they, Look, I, I see it went over why, my head. Forgive why would me. you? Why? Why would you doubt the Nuggets? I mean, based on what we've seen out of them, they should have won Game Two. They they lost it on a crazy shot at the end. 
and they come back and win game three. So uh, people who are constantly doubting the Nuggets, you'd think that at some point you would learn that these guys are to be taken seriously. I know, but I just still can't take them seriously. Why? They should have lost to the Jazz. Well, exactly, but they didn't. They should have. That's what I They should have lost to the Clippers, but they didn't. They should have got smoked by the Clippers. So, what do you mean? The Jazz almost swept them. What do you mean? What do you mean? I, 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 you have been dogging the Nuggets for a long time now, and it's about time that you uh, learn your lesson, young man. No, if the if they if they somehow beat the Lakers, it will absolutely be about the Lakers. Like, like you, uh, oh come on, Sam, Jake! Why you gotta say that kind of thing? Because give this should... give this team some credit. No, <laughs> Anthony Davis with two rebounds. Come on. Uh, you know, I, I can't remember if Coach Chiesa said this on the air or off the air, but I once heard Coach said, you know, a corpse could get two rebounds in an NBA game. <laughs> Anthony Davis, you should be accidentally getting at least five. All right, then how do you explain what happened in game two? Uh, you're going to have to refresh me because admittedly I did not uh, well, watch game two. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, they, the Nuggets were right there, and they, they, they it, without that miracle shot from Anthony Davis, uh, <laughs> a very difficult three-pointer to win the game at the end, uh, the Nuggets would have won that game. And so uh, my point is that this team is worthy of respect, and uh, it may have been slower in coming, from me than it should have been, but after what I saw them do earlier, I I can't I I wouldn't bet against them. I mean, maybe I I mean, the Lakers are still favored and they are up in the series. But come on, Jay, give them some credit. You'd never dare pick against your Lakers. I know how difficult that uh, is for I, you. I mean, I've never really liked the Lakers, but uh, I you know I mean they are the favorite, and uh, I would expect them to uh, to win, but. I'm telling you, this thing is gonna is gonna be very difficult. I I, I don't see the Nuggets just fading away. This team has too much. L a k e r s. Oh come on! Yeah, and I'm uh-huh. a New Mexico fan too, right? Well, we know, we know. I will get a Lakers tattoo on my forehead. Wow, wow. Go again, Lobos again, all taken out of context. Or How just you take go Lobos out of context because I was joking. I was that wasn't taken out of context, but Go it's Spurs. a joke. It's all a joke. Go Cougars! Uh, all, go see, it's all a, it's all a joke. You sounded pretty enthusiastic about, about both of those. I know it's because of, I. You have to, and now see, here's let's the thing. Here's the thing you need to learn about acting, Jake. Is that uh, go Jazz! You, you know Woo-hoo! you got you got to stay in character. You know, and you gotta you gotta you gotta sell it. Go Heat! You gotta make it. Well, obviously, let's let's add Go Nuggets to the reel because I mean, jumping right on that bandwagon. I'm not jumping on it. I'm not picking the Nuggets to win. I'm just saying, give this team some respect because you're not. You, what you said earlier says it all with you. Go Patriots. You said, you said if the Nuggets win this, it'll be on the Lakers. One hundred percent. Why do you say that? Because the Lakers are the better team. Okay, uh, what? Uh, ah, go to hell. What, what? What do you think? The Jazz were the better team over the Nuggets. 
You know, that one's a little bit more arguable. I think that was a little bit more evenly matched. I certainly believe the Clippers were the better team than the Nuggets. Okay, so why, so why does this team keep beating teams that are better than it? Because those other teams are imploding for a variety of reasons. <laughs> oh, Certainly come the Clippers on. imploded. You come on. The, the Clippers absolutely shot themselves in the foot repeatedly. <sighs> I will give the, the Nuggets uh, credit for staying focused. I mean, they're a, they're a, a plucky little team. There's no doubt. <laughs> Better take them seriously or the bad news bears will get you. But I, it wasn't the the Lake or the Nuggets Clippers series was not about the Nuggets. That was one hundred. It was the about Clippers. the Nuggets because the Nuggets were the team that was pressuring the Clippers into collapse. So now you want to give uh, give credit uh, for not give up the the not give up award. Congratulations! No, you should know this as a former tennis player that you don't. A, 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 generally, a player doesn't just start missing shots. They miss shots when they're pressured into missing them. And the same is true for every sport. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. Not in the slightest. <laughs> Come on. And during his yeah, prime, just give, during just his, give a give a little bit, Jake. Come on. A during his prime, every time Roger Federer lost, it wasn't because of his opponent. It was because uh, of Roger. That's not, that's not. That's not true. You don't think. Uh, Djokovic uh, uh, didn't ever pressure Roger into mistakes. Uh, well, you could make an argument that Roger's prime was before Djokovic was around, but yeah, pretty much. Same thing. The with, only uh, reason. Uh, same the only thing re- with Nadal. Oh yeah, the only reason he lost to Nadal was because of clay. That's not true. He's he's lost to him on other surfaces too. He has, but during his prime. I don't know. I don't know how you define his prime. Well, I mean, in tennis years, Roger Federer is is ninety five years old. It's amazing he can still win a match because his prime really was what like oh four oh five. Hmm. Anyway, we don't need to get bogged down. Well, the point details, the point I'm, is that I, I don't believe that teams just generally choke. I mean, they they might on occasion. But I think uh, they usually are pressured into a situation which creates that discomfort, and then it's manifest in the way they play on the floor. But it, if if uh, if the Clippers had been comfortable, that never would have happened. But the Nuggets didn't allow them to get comfortable. Oh man, the the Clippers weren't comfortable going into the series. Those wheels were wobbling. There was infighting going on. Well then, why were, gonna, picking, not, why were you why were you picking them to go all the way? Because there shouldn't be. Because their coach should be able to put it together. Because <laughs> they've got two of the best two way players in the league, and a, a, a playoff team before you, those you players think, even joined it. You think playoff P is one of the is a great player at both ends of the floor in the playoffs? Well, he should be there. Yeah, he should be. <laughs> and now, who's talking about choking you? Well, uh, yeah, but I'm talking about being pressured into it. I'm not talking about someone just, ah, you know, we're just not going to play today. No, oh, no. Let's do it again in a best-of-seven series. Let's just not play today. Oh, I, another time. Yeah, let's not just play today. That, that's not the way it works. No, I agree with you that playoff P should not be choking in the playoffs. No, we're on the same page. I agree. He should be better. He should not be uh, weak to the moment. Mm-hmm. 
All right, Jake. I just don't know. I don't. What? what, what So, 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 so you really believe that if the Nuggets come back to win this series, that okay, you blame the Clippers and then you're going to blame the Lakers. Oh yeah. Well, the Lakers have the two best players in the series. Come on. Or they should. Excuse me. They should have the two best players in the series. Who's got the better players, the Celtics or the Heat? Uh, see, I think you could make a real argument for the Heat, but I get well, I see where you're going. Uh, but Go Heat. Uh, the Heat, the Heat are playing like a they're playing like a team that is wants to share the ball. They're unselfish. They're trying to get the ball to the open man, and they're benefiting off of great play out of a couple of their players, and that that's. And the Celtics uh, are individually each other they are, in the locker room. Individually, they are not better than the Celtics, I don't think. But basketball can be a team game, Jake. can be a team game. A beautiful remind, team game. I want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res Carpet Cleaning, the proven lab test to remove more dirt and soils than other methods. Their powered water cleaning means no soap, no shampoos, and no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zero Res Cleaning Today, coming up next, the Not Sports Report. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now, your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. <laughs> Which is better, not not having fallen in love or having your heart broken once you do fall in love? What's yes. the original saying? Is it better to have loved, lost, lost lo- what? than never to have loved at all? You know, what you just said there reminded me of the saying, a satisfied man always gives his all. Who said that? He's always been a a, a believer, a believer, a believer, a beaver believer, a believer beaver. As the saying goes, it is uh, is hard to blow an uncertain trumpet. What's the line from uh, Beauty and the Beast when when the one guy says, what do you give to a a woman? You give her, you tell her tales, intentions uh, that you never, or what? Was it, what's the old story about you, you can't you can't you take a bunch of uh, thin sticks and you put them all together and you can't break them but you can break one at a time to break all of them anyway it's it's his progress put that on a bumper sticker huh? <laughs> <laughs> wow this is a big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 and 12 in the zone time for the not sports Sport, brought to you by the lhm used car supermarket thousands of used cars in inventory check them out lhmdeals.com gordon where are we going today we're not going anywhere in particular just uh an interesting phenomenon going on in, in america okay all right there is some doubt whether trick-or-treating will happen on halloween right uh-huh oh i hope they make it against the law i hate trick-or-treating so much Really? What are, you, what are the odds on that? With the way it's going, really? Oh, I thought you meant of me hating something. I got 100% no, 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 no. on that one. Do you think that trick-or-treating is going to happen? Or do you think, I'm uh, sure it will in some places, be. yeah. Well, in spite of the fact that uh, there is some doubt regarding that, U.S. sales of Halloween candy is up 13% over last year. Now, that makes no sense to me, unless because of what's going on with COVID, have Americans gotten to the point of hoarding darn near everything and buying in bulk? Well, that and stress eating, yes. 
So you think that's what's really going on? People aren't buying this for Halloween. They're buying it and gobbling it all down themselves. I'll tell you this, guys. I haven't adhered to a diet all this year. This is the year to just let it go. Apparently, sales of Halloween chocolate alone are up 25%. So a lot of people out there buying a bunch of bags of Halloween candy nah, and me. either sto- either storing it up or eating away. <laughs> <laughs> eating away. Austin, you're saying you're just you're just eating it all. Yeah, I'm not so much into the chocolate. I like the Reese's pieces or Reese's cups, Jake, and uh, your wife. I remember uh-huh. recall back to that one. Uh but I prefer like the dots. Uh, Gordon, as you call them, the dippy dots. Uh, I like the uh, Skittles, the Starbursts, I'm uh, the Sour Patch. I'm more of those kind of candies type of guy. How are you with, uh, with say, uh, like a Heath bar or something like that? Uh, not so well. I don't like, you know, to leave my molar inside the candy bar that I'm eating. <laughs> Is that what happens? You ever bit into a Heath bar? It's like it's, every time you bite, it's a threat to detooth your mouth did you know that the 10 week run up to halloween uh accounts for 36 billion dollars generally in candy sales in the US? 10 week run up what yeah well, isn't there like a 10 hour run up to halloween maximum no. 10 week run up you know people, this isn't you christmas start, you start seeing that stuff in in august 10 week run up there hmm. ought to be some laws Apparently, Halloween is the biggest holiday of the year for candy makers, which uh, is no big surprise. But uh, (laughs) it is followed closely by Christmas and Easter. That Easter bunny got to lay those eggs, baby. And uh, Valentine's Day is is the fourth place. Were you going to say Valentino's Day? (laughs) I'm so disappointed that you don't like chocolate, Austin. I'm fine with chocolate. It's just probably my last choice. What about you, Jake? Are you a candy guy? Or are you more like a, a baked goods guy? Um, yeah, Jake I, only takes cannolis when he goes trick or treating. <laughs> I'm not a huge sweets person in general, so I could really take it or leave it. Um, but I don't know. I I always liked Rolos when I was a kid. Is that still a thing? Oh, Kit Kat! Yeah. Don't you have a bear claw in there, Mrs. Johnson? Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know. Yeah. What's your go-to Halloween candy corn, the, the candy corns? <laughs> oh, look, I know that that's sort of, uh, kind of like the, uh, the, 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 the unpopular candy, but I like candy corn. I do. Well, uh, it doesn't surprise me. Not one bit. But I yeah. like, I like, so you're I like, the one. I like chocolate too. And I, I like, I really am a chocolate and peanut butter kind of guy. I love that stuff. But I like toffee and chocolate as well. New York's governor apparently recently announced that he won't ban trick-or-treating in his state. But uh, apparently some cities like Springfield, Massachusetts, and uh, Antigua, Wisconsin, have already called it off. Antigo? The the city named Antigo is going to cancel (laughs) trick-or-treating? Weird. Uh, what, what, what? Uh, I, I was reading this story, and a fellow by the name of Ben Reed of Arlington, Texas, sure. says he takes great pride in giving out full-size candy bars for Halloween. None of that fun-sized for Ben. And he says he usually buys about 200 candy bars every year. Who was it? Was it Dennis Lindsay who said his neighborhood they gave out like 1,500? 
pieces well, of candy. Well, you're the one every year that talks about how you you guys hand out like crisp twenties and Capri Suns and trust funds at the door. Not quite like that, but my wife does feel for the trick or treaters, so she does usually give out uh, drinks as <laughs> well as uh, candy. Uh, but what at are, least what, we're not, you know, handing out, you know, toothbrushes and stuff like that. <laughs> Pennies. What are What are you going to do this year, Gordon? Are you just going to tell the kids to get lost that come to the the front door? Uh, well, if our neighborhood hasn't burned down, Jake, uh, then uh, we'll probably no. I no. We'll give it. We'll give out candy if if there are knocks at the door. Sure. Tell them to go down to the street and then wing it at them. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about the year that my neighbor dressed up like Santa Claus and gave out scoops of homemade ice cream. Boy, I, I thought that was, that is a real trick. Why did they dress the, up like Santa the, Claus? I don't know. It was a costume. All right. Well, there you go. Hmm. Uh, all right. Coming up next, we'll get to uh, more about what we expect from uh, the Pac-12. Uh, the, they are having a press conference at 6 o'clock. Uh, that's been announced. So we'll talk about what we expect there. We can also get into a little BYU football in the uh, in the five o'clock hour. Not to mention, uh, oh. we're going to have a chance to have our very first uh, Raiders insider report from Keont Myers, who's going to jump on the show at five thirty. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But we are live today from our RGS Exteriors and Construction. Our good friend Tim jumping on the mic once again and. Tim, we're, uh, you guys help our listeners with all sorts of stuff. Yeah, that's right. Anything, Really, anything on your outside, we want to get you taken care of. Let's get you ready for the wintertime. Let's talk about uh, the, the James Hardy sighting a little bit and uh, what exactly that is maybe for somebody uh, like myself who's not in the biz. Yeah, I mean, so so typically if you think of sighting, you just think of any kind of cladding or exterior on your home, right? And, you know, when our parents grew up, it was all, it was all either wood or aluminum, and then right. it kind of went to vinyl. Um, in which we still do a ton of vinyl today. But then kind of the, the latest and greatest after that is, is James Hardy. Um, it's a fiber cement product, so it's, uh, it can be painted, but it doesn't have to. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't expand and contract like wood does. Um, so it doesn't need to be painted for every 20 years. And so and it legitimately holds its paint. And so customers really like that. They can install a product. If they want to change the color, they can, but they don't need to. Um, and so that's kind of your standard Hardy. And the original Hardy had your standard lap, which is horizontal. Um, the board and batten, which is more of your vertical style, and then your shake, your shake or your shingle type look. And that's kind of what we did forever, which is what we still do 90% of. However, there's a new line that Hardy has come out that's much more modern. Big squares, um, sleek look, more modern look. So really anything that you can think of on the outside, um, we can do it with James Hardy or Metal or whatever. They and want. you guys are the preferred contractor, which is we're, a big, big deal. Yeah, we're... we're uh, um, the, the James Hardy elite preferred contractor here in Utah. So even a little bit better than preferred even. And we're grateful and honored to, to have that uh, Hardy's backing with that. And, but we're excited just to take care of our customers and, and love to, to put siding on homes and make homes uh, beautiful. Of course, we've talked a lot about the rain gutters today. They also do uh, fascia, soffit, uh, new brick, stone, stucco. But uh, really, you guys are, are famous for your uh, being a preferred contractor with James Hardy. Yeah, I mean, really, it's just uh, it's just anything to do with the fresh. Siding is kind of what everyone talks about because it's the most seen. But you mentioned that soffit and fascia is a big part of it, right? It's just your eaves. And it's all soffit and fascia is your eaves and, and where your gutters attach. And so, you know, sometimes just refresh, replacing those is, is gives you a little bit more fresh and a new look and, and maybe new gutters. If you're thinking about doing your gutters, maybe it makes sense to replace your soffit and fascia at the same time and, and have it all new. But, but really anything, we can just come and take a look at it. And one thing that we really pride ourselves on is our sales guys aren't pushy. 
Um, they're not out there trying to, to cram and, and, and they're not going to leave till they get a sale. That's not us at all. We're just an education-based company. We're going to come out. We're going to consult with you. We're going to educate you on the pros and cons of different products and, and leave you several options and several different pricing and let you as a consumer decide what works best for your budget and, your, and for you. Um, one thing we also haven't talked about today uh, much is financing. We can offer anything. Um, if you've got an equity line or you've got financing lined up, awesome. But we can do six months and 12 months, same as cash, depending on the project. Which what that means is we can install it today and you don't have to make a single payment for 12 or t- 6 or 12 months um, with no cost or penalties to you at all. And so there's a lot of good financing options out there. And frankly, right now with the interest rates, you can get interest rate on your on the second on your home for virtually nothing. It's really the best time ever to invest in your home because of that. RGSUtahSiding.com is the website. RGSUtahSiding.com. Find out what they can do for you. Thanks, Tim. Thank you. All right, more Big Show coming up straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone.